Full of Hope, Episode 9, Palm Sunday. Well, hello, Hope Fellowship. Welcome to our podcast, Full of Hope, Encouraging One Another with the Word of God, where we seek to regularly equip the people of Hope Fellowship with truth from Scripture in order to help us cling to our Savior during troubled times. I'm Jeff Brewer. I'm one of the pastors at Hope. Today, we're thinking about Palm Sunday, the Sunday when Jesus triumphantly came into Jerusalem. All four of the Gospels mention the triumphant entry, and they all include the people giving praise to Jesus and him riding in on a colt, which was fulfilling the prophet Zechariah of a humble and victorious king. But in addition to the similarities, each of the four Gospels give a different texture to the event. And so let's take some time to think about the big picture of the meaning of the triumphal entry and the four different emphases that each gospel writer, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what they all bring. Let's start with Matthew. After Jesus arrives in the city, Matthew tells us that the whole city is stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. In Deuteronomy 18, Moses had predicted that there would be a prophet like him that would arise that the people would listen to. Not only is Jesus the son of David, the king, he's also a prophet like Moses who will speak to his people. Hebrews tells us that this prophet will be faithful not as a servant like Moses, but as a son. God spoke his word through the prophets, but now one has arrived in Jerusalem that has spoken a better word, a word that will end as he hung on the cross with the simple phrase, it is finished. And on the third day, that final word will have an exclamation point in the resurrection. Matthew tells us our king is meant to be heard. Let's turn now to Luke. Both Luke and John include not only the praise that the people give to the king riding in, but they also include the negative responses from the religious leaders. Luke describes their frustration that they're not able to seem to stop people from praising Jesus. In Luke 19.39, he writes, And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Luke and John are describing the inescapable reality that the Pharisees are frustrated about. Jesus must be praised when he's revealed. Romans tells us that the creation has been subjected to the futility of decay. It's prepared to be liberated from this bondage when all things are put right at the return of Christ. And here in Luke, in this geyser of praise that shoots forth from the people, nothing could hold the praise back. And even if it could, if even if these mouths were stopped, the creation itself would shout the praise that is due his name. Luke tells us and shows us our king is meant to be praised. As we turn to the Gospel of Mark and the triumphal entry, Mark includes, just as the others do, the people giving praise. But he adds a distinct element. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. The people were expecting deliverance from the messianic king who would come and establish his kingdom. 
God delivered his people during the Passover, and here, over a thousand years later, the deliverer is expected by the people, the one who will deliver them from their political oppressors. But of course, this kingdom that Jesus is ushering in, it's greater than a simple political kingdom. It's greater than a simple political leader. The people need one they can follow who will never fail, one who delivers, and that there are no other future threats. This king is meant to be known and followed. Finally, as we consider the Gospel of John, both Matthew and John quote Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you. But John inserts a phrase from Isaiah 49, 40, verse 9, which also speaks of this king coming to Zion. He adds, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming. Unbeknownst to them, the days are coming over the next week that will be marked by fear. Peter will strike the servant with his sword from fear. The disciples will scatter in fear. Even on the Sunday morning of the resurrection, Mary fears that they've taken the Lord's body. But the word at the beginning of this significant week in Jesus' life is, fear not. Our Savior could entrust himself into his Father's hands and endure faithfully to the point of death. We can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and we can fear no evil because we've come to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. This kingdom is sure. And so, the Gospel of John shows us in the triumphal entry, our king is meant to banish fear. Hope Fellowship. Our king who has come, who died and who rose from the dead, he's meant to be heard. He's meant to be praised. He's meant to be followed. And we can trust him. We need not fear. And so, Hope Fellowship, remember, we have hope in Christ. Let's encourage ourselves with this hope by speaking truth to ourselves and making this hope known in a struggling world. See you next time.